0: Friends, today I want to talk about the subject of impermanence. Impermanence means the condition of changing or being in flux. People often focus on impermanence as a theme for their meditation, trying to observe it in some way. Someone might say, my breathing is changing, or my body sensations are changing. Outside of meditation, we can observe the audible sounds of these words are changing, The ideas that come to mind based on these sounds are changing, or the electronic device playing this talk is changing. It can seem pretty simple. Things change. When we see them change, we say they're impermanent. But I think the situation is more complicated than that. So I want to discuss two ways of looking at impermanence. Impermanence of things and simple impermanence. These two are different attitudes or perceptions or ways of looking. What does impermanence of things mean? We can look at it as the situation where we conceive of a thing that has certain properties, and we experience the properties of the thing changing. For example, a picture of a circle gets larger or changes color, and we say the circle got larger or the circle changed color. We conceive of a thing called a circle, And we say that its properties concerning size or color changed. That's impermanence of things. What does simple impermanence mean? We can look at the same situation, except instead of looking at the situation as there is a circle, it has some properties, those properties change, we simply say something more like this is not the same experience as before. There was a circle of a certain size or color before. Now the situation is otherwise. Is there an issue with impermanence of things? Let's look at this more in depth. One strange thing that it seems to imply is that, while some things are changing, some things are not changing. Take the case of the circle. If we say the circle's size changed, it sounds like we are supposing that there is a circle with changing properties, but the circle is somehow itself not changing. Another way to put that is something like, the circle's size changed, but there is a stable thing that did not change, called the circle, which underwent the change. So this approach to impermanence, impermanence of things, seems to suppose that there is both impermanence and at least a little permanence to go along with it. Do you see how these two perspectives are really different? In one, there is a world of semi-stable objects that have changing properties. And in the other, there's just flux. This is not merely about an analysis of words. If we're going to use words to express ourselves, we may end up saying the circle changed, whether we are thinking of it in terms of impermanence of things or in terms of simple impermanence. To me, the big problem is not how we express what we experience, but how we are looking and how we are thinking. When we meditate, if we have impermanence as a meditation theme, and we look for objects that are undergoing change, then according to this analysis, we are looking for impermanence on top of relative permanence. One might look at it as we're trying to paste the concept of relatively permanent objects on top of reality so that we can observe those objects undergoing change. And in doing so, creating a veil of concepts over a more basic reality. That sounds deeply counterproductive, but if we merely look for change, if we are merely open to seeing change, we might find we don't need to suppose that objects change. We can merely stick with the idea, changing, however we express it. In a practical sense, how can we use the idea of simple impermanence in meditation? By default, whether we are meditating or not, impermanence of things probably appears to be the truth. That there are relatively stable, unchanging objects that undergo a change in properties. The circle got bigger. The water got colder. The breath sensation became more prominent. The tingling sensation became more intense. The painful sensation became more painful. The warm sensation became more blissful. It's natural for things to appear and be experienced in this way, and it's natural to fall into supposing that it's because things really are this way absolutely. But if we're willing to accept at least tentatively that it may not actually absolutely be this way, but that things do appear this way because of an innate tendency we have to see things through a veil of concepts that we ourselves generate, we may be concerned about whether we are loosening the veil or wrapping it tighter around ourselves. Here are some examples of some countermeasures we can try in meditation. One, if you're developing the meditation theme of impermanence, see how it goes if you merely stick with the observation changing. Two, don't search for objects to attribute things to. Don't go out of your way to pin change on an object. For example, if we feel warmth, we can just be aware of that as warmth and not look for any static object to call warm. Three, if the mind does actually find an object to pin a property like warmth on, just accept that this is how it appears now, but no matter how real and factual that object appears to be, remain uncommitted to this being the ultimate way it is. One thing that meditation is for is to try to see through illusions. Convincing illusions look very real and factual and ultimately true. That's how they work. Four. Be careful about counting objects in meditation. At the beginning, a person may do things like count breaths, and that seems okay. But counting other objects could be feeding the illusion. For example, if there's an experience of vibration a person may think it vibrates three times per second there are three vibrations per second it sounds either like they think there is one thing that vibrates three times per second or that there are three things three vibration instances that appear and disappear within a second instead consider being aware of it as experience feeling like such by analogy if a person touches a slowly vibrating surface, instead of trying to count how many vibrations they feel per second, they can simply think, This experience feels like such. Five. If you count objects anyway, and you want to actively investigate this situation, try to see if you're adding something conceptual with the idea of objects. If you don't want to actively investigate this, then again, just remain uncommitted to the idea of particular objects with changing properties. Think about the counting as a useful and skillful meditation method, but don't make further assumptions about the ultimateness of what's being counted. Even merely not going out of one's way to pin change on an object, and having an uncommitted attitude towards all the stable-seeming objects that appear may be enough to slowly wear away at the veil of concepts you can let a deeper reality show itself to you slowly and gradually if necessary if you experience reality as objects that change accept the experience but stay open to the idea that the stable things with changing properties are not there in the way that they seem to be you can treat the things as appearances of things whose properties alter instead of ultimately real things whose properties alter. One important warning about this is that I'm not saying there are no things. One can accept that idea and generate a lot of confusion for oneself. For example, one can see a circle and think, there is no circle, there are only pencil marks on a paper. One can then think, there are no pencil marks on a paper, there are only bits of carbon. One can then think, there is no carbon, there are only protons, neutrons, and electrons. With a background in physics, we can go further. And then we may end up with the thought, nothing exists, or nothing is real, and get confused over it. Nothing exists, so I don't exist, so you don't exist, circles don't exist but I'm experiencing a circle right now. Does my experience not exist? Or is it all just not real? So instead, take it this way. The mind has the power to generate the idea of a thing, and pin properties on it, and become confused by its own creation. Accept that the mind has this power in some sense, but don't be too quick to accept this use of the mind's power as good for meditation. Spend time worrying about the metaphysics of existence and non existence and reality and unreality in the way I talked about just before. If you've been busy taking note of stable objects with unstable properties in your meditation, perhaps just try converting to noticing changing, changing, changing instead. This way, hopefully, you'll become less confused by this power of the mind and you'll understand impermanence more deeply, and your meditation will go better. That concludes this talk. May you all be happy.